Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 540, recorded live on Saturday, December 23rd, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who didn't have to deal with pink eye over the last week, Dave Clay. Hey, yo. And the man who's getting the whole parenting experience, Andy Lowe. Hi. Isaac got pink eye? Isaac got pink eye. That's kind of why there was guy? no uh, random topic recap last week. Okay. Well, th- there was going to be a random topic recap, but uh, yes. because I had family Christmases over the weekend. Yep. But then we discovered on uh, Sunday that Isaac had pink eye, and so I had to uh, stay with home home with him on Monday and deal with that. Right. And then, Keep his uh, fingers out of his eyes. Yeah. And we had to put ointment in his eye. Oh, the poor baby. Yeah, ointment, trying to put ointment in your kid's eye who has no idea what's going on. Just crying. Lots of crying. Yeah. Why would you do this to me? Why do my eyes hurt? Mm-hmm. Oh, no poor baby. Yeah. I've, it's, it's been interesting because, like, you have a five-month-old, and I have two friends out here who both have six-month-olds. They were born within, like, two weeks of each other. And it, it's so weird to hear the story from, like, all three of these kids who are all really close in age and and what the different experiences are like. Because one of them is already partly potty trained. What? Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, one of them is, like, the quietest. I'm not sure this baby can feel pain. Like, had her shots the other day and then was a little more vocal than usual. But still just making like cooing noises of like, ah, ah, not like screaming, oh, my God, my body hurts. Just a little more vocal. And then Isaac, who has pink eye and crying and screaming because ointment dropping in his eye. Mm-hmm. Pink eye. Good times. Not at all. But yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, it was it was pink eye on Monday, and then Kate's birthday was on Tuesday. Oh shoot, that's whoa, bad friend. Happy birthday, Kate! <laughs> I knew it was somewhere towards the end of December, and totally blanked on the day. Crap. Andy, are you still alive? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Just trying not to, you know, cough into the microphone. Yes, I appreciate it. Our, our listeners also appreciate that. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a busy week here, and so yeah, I random can topic recaps are easy for Dave because he has, doesn't have to do anything. But there's still there's still work for Andy. Yeah, so I I understand that, and I was curious as to why one had not shown up, but I, I wasn't going to make a big deal out of it. You got other things going on in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Your priorities have shifted. A little just, bit. Just a hair. Just a, yeah, just a little bit. It's tiny, tiny, like, you know, minor life changes, right? Yeah, just just a little bit. Cool. Nielsen sent me another radio journal. <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> what what stations should I put down, Andy? Uh, we don't actually have any in the Madison area. Oh, okay. I could, you know. I mean, not like that would be fraud or anything. No, not at all. But man, those diaries sometimes are just ridiculous. Yeah. Especially when, you know, somebody just fills out the first one and then just puts an arrow all the way down. <laughs> I listened to this all day. Yeah, literally. It's like, no, no, you didn't. Nope. It, it, I listened to it, actively listened to it the entire day. Which is funny because there were times, you know, where I would 
sent an email to them kind of pointing out like, um, I have it on record that the station was off the air on this day at this time. <laughs> so nope, I, I know that it. the people were not listening to said station because nobody could listen to said, you know, this is the competitors in the town. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't really. Um, nope. I listened to it all day. Yep. That was the only thing I listened to. I didn't turn the dial at all. Yeah, the closest stations we have to Madison are we in Boygan. We still dials, right? That's what? still a thing. Dials? Yeah, right? Don't touch that dial. Because I was saying that I hadn't changed the dial at all. Ah. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. It's, you know, some of them still have the dial, but a lot of them are all, the, you know, touch screens. Never mind. In any case, the best thing about the, the Nielsen... Um, journals is that when they send it to you and they send you the initial email, they actually include a dollar. Oh, is it only a dollar? Like, Sometimes it's well, really like two. It might be two. For, for the initial mail, I think it's two. And then if you say yes, they send you like two more. And then if you actually do it, they send you ten. Ah. But it's money that I, I swear to God, Nielsen sends someone to the mint to pick up this money. Is it like... Like in- they are... They are Fresh bills. They are fresh enough that in the initial, e- uh, not an email, the initial letter that they sent, some of the ink from the bill is on the paper. Oh, geez. That's funny. So I don't know where they're getting their money from. They might be printing it themselves. Here, I'll, I'll send you a quick shot of that. And you can make out the smudges that is the ink from the dollar bill that was sent with this thing. Speaking of ratings, though, um, yeah, Agents of Shield is actually uh, increased one hundred and forty percent on their ratings this year. Wow, I know. I feel like I have to like go back and catch up now because it's like, oh, people oh, are actually watching the show again. That's gonna take so long. Yeah, that's what next. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what Netflix is for, but that's uh, that is that is ink from the bill on your paper, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Like you can clearly make out that it's a one dollar bill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. That's huh. Yeah. Okay, when is our book over? Sorry, this is work stuff there. <laughs> uh-huh. Kalamazoo. Do, do, do. Uh, oh, looks like I'm not going to get the updated numbers until February. Okay. I mean, they got to, like, put it all together. Yeah, yeah and then they got to do their magic sauce to the numbers. Yep. So we can actually start moving directly into topics. We do have a lot of topics, yes, but yes, from what do. you just talked about, because you just talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Owned by Marvel on Netflix, but possibly not for long. Nope. Because there was just a huge deal that is both amazing and terrifying that Disney just purchased an incredible amount of Fox. In particular, the Fox Media Company that does, like, 20th Century Fox. Yeah, that's what and they did. They, they got 20th Century Fox for 20th films century. and... Well, 21st Century Fox now. Okay, sure. It's the same company. Yeah, they just changed the name. Yep. But they, they bought... Fox. Well, not not all of Fox. Not not the TV station Fox. Right, but the Fox Media Company, the one that produces content for the TV station. Yes. Not Fox News. No. That's different. Yes. But the media company that made the content for the TV station as well as the movies uh, is now owned by Disney. 
So kind of neat because it means that like X-Men is now owned by Marvel again. Kind of terrifying because it makes Marvel, well, Disney, like one of the largest, in fact, I'm sure it is at this point, the largest media company out there. Do you know how much they paid for that? Fifth, was it? 50, Did you see fifty-two point four billion dollars? Billion dollars. We talk about stupidly high numbers on this show. This is the stupidly high of the stupidly high numbers. Fifty-two point four billion. What was NASA's budget? Yeah, that's what I thought. NASA's budget. Uh, that's fiscal year 2011. I don't want 2011. I don't care about 2011. Uh, 2017 fiscal year, 19 billion. 19.5 billion dollars. Yes. Fox was just purchased by Disney for 50 billion dollars, over twice the budget of NASA. It's almost actually the last three years of NASA's budget because it was what 18, 19, and 19. <laughs> Like, seriously, what the fuck? So you know who's uh, really probably pissed at this? Warner Brothers? Netflix. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. $50 billion. Remember when Disney bought um, LucasArts? Yes. And people were like, oh, man, Disney bought Star Wars. And I said, no, Star Wars was just kind of a, like, add-on bonus. Because what was Disney actually buying? Uh, ILM. Right. And Skywalker Sound. Yeah. Well, this this $50 billion deal, yeah, they got, like, the X-Men, and they got the mutants back into Marvel, and they got all, like, the Simpsons, and they got Futurama. They got a ton of TV show content, but they also got a controlling stake in Hulu. Which means they can control what goes on Hulu. Right. And what goes on their new 20, was it 2019 is when they're going to launch their own streaming service? Which will they now? And if they do, is it just going to be a reskinned Hulu? They have a controlling share. They have 60% of Hulu. That's pretty major. But they, they're going to want that because people will still pay for Hulu, right? Because you'll still have, you know. Probably. Uh, yeah, the other station is still on Hulu. I mean, they're, they're expecting to make money off of this. So, yeah. But I, I think that more than anything else was the incentive behind this deal. It wasn't the content they wanted. It was the content distribution. Yeah. Right. Bob Iger, the D Disney CEO, has stressed that the company is looking ahead to a future where people increasingly get their entertainment over the Internet rather than through a cable box. And that's what the yep. box acquisition is really all about. There you go. I, I feel like this was definitely more about getting Hulu than getting the TV shows and getting the movies. I think the movies were just the added benefit. Just the like when they are bought the content to put on the distribution streaming. Right. But just like when they bought LucasArts, like this is and the other thing is it now denies that to Netflix. Yes. That is a huge right? catalog that Netflix is not going to be able to access. Or they will be able to access for a pretty but penny. they're gonna to have to pay out the ass. Yeah. So this is this is kind of terrifying. Like it was awesome thinking about like, oh man, maybe we'll finally get a good Fantastic Four movie. Which, by the way, still might not happen. What? So <laughs> here's a fun fact. Uh, Fox never owned the production rights to Fantastic Four. So who did? Uh, it was a German company called Constantine Film. Fox owned the distribution rights for Fantastic oh. Four, but they never owned the production rights. 
this is back in like the 80s. Stan Lee sold the production right, the movie production right for Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer to a German company called Constantine Film. Later on, Fox got the distribution rights, but they never had the production right. That's crazy. Um, in the 90s, so the, the Fantastic Four movies that were produced by Fox was actually a joint ownership between Fox and Constantine. But it means it's kind of vague as to who actually owns it right now because they had that joint deal. So Constantine still has a claim to the Fantastic Four, which means Marvel, the people who made Fantastic Four, Stan Lee came up with the the characters. It's one of the comics he actually made as opposed to stole from the others. Um, not going to get into that flame war. Staying away, far away from that. Uh, but it means that Constantine may be able to say, "No, no, no. We own the rights to this. You can't make a movie of it." Huh. This is just crazy. Yep. I still can't believe Disney's going to be owning that much. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm right now looking at the 30th biggest media owners in the world in 2016. And how much of that is now Disney? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got to stop at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the FTC, Justice Department, I can never remember who's actually in charge of Monopoly. Uh, but someone's going to put the stop to this and be like, no, you, you can't actually get any bigger than that. You can't buy all of the other companies out there. Yeah, according to this one, uh, Alphabet is in the lead with $60 billion in media revenue. Number Alphabet? Two, yeah. Wait, what? In media production? In media revenue. In media revenue. What the hell are they getting money from? Advertising? But that's the... YouTube. Mm-hmm. Is YouTube getting counted in that? It's Alphabet, so... Right, but, like, what else are they making money from? Google what makes most of its money have? through search advertising, but it also is a huge player in display advertising through double-click and through video advertising, like YouTube. Okay, so they're they're counting YouTube as... But that's not media production. That's media they're revenue. They're not making things. Right. But, like, that, that skews the whole thing, right? Yeah. If you're talking about, like they're a media company they're not making their own content that's what we're we're more concerned about for the monopoly is that disney is purchasing everyone who produces media now that said i will point out because this is not well known disney owns an incredibly high percentage of youtubers wait how they sign contracts with disney oh that's like disney is the company that most of them have their their contract negotiations through to do things like marketing to do things like um equipment and production like a lot of them have deals through disney it's called maker studios Oh, jeez, this is... Sorry, I'm just looking at all the numbers that are out there that are in the billions, and you're just like, jeez, oh, peace. Yeah, it's it's too high. It's so high. Uh, Maker Studios produces videos for con- for channels on YouTube, including Consider the Source, Tessa Violet, uh, other names, uh, Epic Rap Battles of History, along with several others that have almost as many viewers as Nickelodeon. Maker Studios also signs celebrities such as Snoop Dogg for his YouTube channel, uh, actor Robert De Niro's Tribeca Enterprises, Kevin Smith, PewDiePie, 
And then Maker dropped him because he made some racist comments. But like, yeah, even on on YouTube, like there's there's some people out there. On Mace has absorbed into the Disney Digital Network. So Maker Studio doesn't exist anymore. Now it is the Disney Digital Network. Crazy. Oh my god. The hell is Polaris? Uh shoot. Yeah, so Disney is way bigger than you you might even think behind the scenes. And that's saying something. Disney is bigger than you think it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard to imagine. That is hard to imagine. Right. Uh so that's that's the main big event in the last two and a half weeks since we last recorded. Just the idea that Disney and the the, the Fox Disney deal like actually happened. It went through. Yeah. Um, what else would you like to talk about? We have a lot of topics. We can, we can just keep cruising. Uh, well, we got a bunch of Tesla stuff. A bunch of Tesla stuff? Okay. Oh, yeah, I see you put some Tesla in here. Yeah. Uh, next customer for Tesla Semi has been announced. UPS reserving 125 trucks. I could see that. Can you? That is a lot of trucks. That well, is they, like they've they've a done a quarter. corporate thing saying that they're trying to cut down on their fossil fuels and greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, but like a hundred and twenty-five of the untested, unproven semis. They must believe the numbers. Yeah, man, this is either like a game changer or this is one of the most clever vaporware marketing schemes ever. Because I watched the real engineering take on the the Tesla semi, where like. He did the calculations based on the numbers that we have of how much this should cost and what this is like. And just they are being very optimistic with their numbers, they being Tesla. Well, they have an entire another year to do research and development because they're not actually supposed to go into production until 2019. Mm hmm. So maybe they're kind of doing like a Moore's Law thing there where they're just looking at the charts going, okay, by this point, we should have this well, type of... But, but the, so the question, the real key issue from, from watching this video and from starting to do some of the research myself and reading into it is the energy density of the battery. I don't know that there's some sort of Moore's Law for energy density of a battery. Probably not. But there's, well, I don't know. Has, has anybody actually charted the energy density of lithium-ion batteries? Well... <laughs> How good is your Google? Right. Energy density, lithium ion, um, over time. 5 to 8% per year. Oh, but this is interesting. Back in April, Panasonic, who is partnered with Tesla, claimed that they had a 30% increase in sight. Oh, geez. That okay. would do it. That would do it. If they could get a 30% increase in the, the lithium ions, I could see this happening. Shit. It's amazing what is published that is overlooked, right? I would never think to keep an eye on the companies making batteries and and watching them for announcements of, yeah, we think we can get this percentage increase. Like, who would think to watch for that if you weren't deeply involved in the industry? But there are people who pay attention to that sort of stuff there. Yeah, it's yeah, like there the, are. Uh, um, the guy we used to talk about with all the video game sale numbers. Or, you know, he was his job was an analyst for the video game industry. And it's just like, really, that's that's what you do? Okay. 
was his name? I, I don't actually remember who you were talking about. I know we used to get numbers from the NPD. Yeah, and he he was always on there to uh, comment on the NPD numbers. God, I can't remember his name. He like worked for Morgan Stanley. Maybe that's. Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing his name. Yeah, whatever. I'll figure that out later. Okay. So what else do we have from Tesla? Um. Well, uh, Tesla's so, speaking of the electric wait, cars. Wait, time. Hang on. I want to go back to this idea, though, that UPS is getting 125 of the semis. Because that's $200,000 a pop right now for one of those? I think, was it 200000 or 180? I mean, no, no, it was, it was the later ones are going to be 180. But if you want part of the Founders series, which I'm guessing since they're not actually in production yet, that's probably. Yeah. So. Yeah, a limited Founders series at 200000 $25 million, which I guess for, like, UPS is a drop in the bucket. UPS 2016 revenue. Yeah, so where is the year to, to, to quarterly revenue, et cetera, et cetera? I want full year. There we go. Full year revenue. UPS generated $6.5 billion in cash from operations. Six point five billion in cash. But well that's that's income though, right? That is yeah. not profit. No. I wish I knew how to read these numbers. <laughs> this is this is from the UPS press room. It's their quarterlies. Uh year ended twenty sixteen. Uh net profit margin millions. for um Net income. Here we go. Net income. If I can, if I am reading this as reported uh, or as adjusted, either way. Uh, so the as reported is three point four billion dollars income. The adjusted is five point one billion dollars. So twenty five million dollars really doesn't seem that bad. No. Uh, in fact, their supply chain for twenty sixteen was three hundred and eighteen million dollars. Oh no, that's that's what they made as a profit. What? Where's their expenditure? God damn it! This is a publicly traded company. I'm supposed to be able to find this information. Oh well. So yeah, they're they're still making a lot of money. Damn, they're making a lot of money. Inquiries? <laughs> huh? There's a phone number here. <laughs> Hi, can you tell me how much UPS spends on new trucks every year? That would be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to see if I could get that information from them. To be like, how much does this compare to what you would normally spend in a year? Because these are trucks that, if they purchase these trucks, they don't need to purchase or maintain other trucks. Yes. So I wonder, like, how much this is actually costing them. These 125 trucks, are these trucks they would have purchased anyway? And they're just spending a little extra because they're the electric trucks? I don't know. It, it's it's and if you probably ask them, they'll probably spin the numbers a certain way. It's just oh, like absolutely. you know, AT and T saying, "Hey, you know, we're giving because of the tax cut, we're giving everybody a you know a thousand dollar bonus," which was actually part of the uh, union stipulation that had been taken gone into effect before this tax cut. Speaking of the tax cut, yay! So yeah, I don't know. It, it, you uh, yeah, you would have to ask somebody at UPS, and who knows what answer they'd actually give you. Yep. 
Oh, well. So, other Tesla speaking things. of commercial drivers and Tesla, yeah, uh, they recently released a new policy called the Supercharger Fair Use Policy. Okay. That prohibits new commercial drivers from using the red and white charging ports. When available. they say commercial drivers, like Ubers? Or like, I work for a company and I drive a lot and use my car for the company. The new policy says that for vehicles purchased after December 15th, Drivers who plan to use their vehicles as a taxi for ride sharing, commercial delivery or transportation, governmental purposes, or other commercial ventures won't be permitted to use the superchargers. How will they know? Company tracks usage and driver behavior, and if they find that someone isn't complying with the policy, they might be asked to stop and simply limit or block one's vehicles from stations in certain instances. Tesla knows where you are. Yeah. They probably know when you are sleeping. They'll know when you're awake. Uh, they, they don't. They know when you're driving. Yeah. Well, they, they know when you're not Hopefully driving. Hopefully they, they know if you're sleeping while you're driving. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, the, uh, the Tesla superchargers that are at, like Myers and everywhere for public use only for non-commercial. Okay. Oh, wow. And all Tesla's vehicles purchased either new or used, whether from Tesla or a third party, after December 15th, 2017. Huh. So I wonder what the reason, like, the superchargers are free, right? Mm-hmm. So they just didn't want to give free gas to, to commercial vehicles. Well, it's... um. It's free for the early adopters. Uh, any customer who owns a Tesla after January 1st, 2017 has to pay a small fee when filling up at a supercharger station. So people who bought a Tesla this year actually have to pay for a supercharger. No. Well, damn. I wonder what the current... The rate is? Yeah. Probably less than just buying a car or paying for gas. Uh, supercharger idle fee. That's if you wait there too long. For every additional minute a car remains connected to a supercharger, a 40 cent idle fee will be incurred. If a car is moved within five minutes, the fee will be waived. Uh, idle fees by country. No, I don't want the idle fees. I just want that just, you know, regular supercharger fee. Okay, Model S and X receive 400 kilowatt hours of supercharger credits. For usage above the annual credit period, a small fee applies. Uh, pricing is fixed within each state or province. Uh, in Michigan here, mm-hmm. is $20 per minute above 60 kilowatt hours, or 60 kilowatts. Or sorry, 20, yeah, 20, 20 cents per minute above 60 kilowatt hours, 10 cents per minute at or below 60 kilowatt hours. Per minute that it's hooked into the charger? I guess so. Okay. If that doesn't tell charger, us anything. That doesn't tell us anything because it doesn't say how much distance you get from a minute. In any case, we should probably move on. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, just in case you're wondering, supercharging sessions last around 45 to 50 minutes in city centers. So okay. we'll say 50 minutes cents, so at... Five bucks. Yeah. 50 minutes at 10 cents a minute is five bucks. Well, those, no, those would be at above 60 kilowatt hours. So 50 minutes times 20. Okay. Well, point so two. 10 bucks. Yeah. Still cheaper than a tank of gas. Yep. So speaking of charging batteries, the, uh, that big battery down in Australia mm-hmm. has been up and running and, uh, has actually and they're been still having brownouts. Yes, but not as many. Oops. Yeah, well, I guess um, one of the coal plants down there had an issue and started to go offline. And literally within, um, what'd they say? 
they can't even tell how fast because the the data isn't in milliseconds. The battery packs picked up the slack? Yes. Nice. Uh, Even before the unit had finished tripping offline, the battery pack had responded, injecting 7.3 megawatts into the network to help arrest a slump in frequency that had fallen below 49.80 hertz. Sweet. So, in factorio. (laughs) Hold on, I need to take a drink. (laughs) What is that? A, is that a thing now? If I ever bring up Factorio, you have to take a drink. That's my own personal one. Yes. Okay. What I won't other tell you what the other have? ones are until you. No, I want to know what are what is what is Andy's drinking game for RA podcasts. I won't tell you because then you'll skew. Do them more often or less often? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to guess. Okay, so if, if this exists, because I'm not convinced it actually does exist. Uh, if I bring up Factorio, mm-hmm. if I make fun of your pronunciation and or accent, no, damn. Uh, if I correct you on something, no. If I evade a question, no. Shit. Are there other things? Yes. Sports. Nope. U of M. I I'm not gonna tell you. Are you just gonna say no to everything? Yes. Damn it. It's not fair. So in Factorio, okay. there is a there's a building that you can make called an accumulator because you have to manage your power. Yes. Now the nice thing is uh, your your power essentially manages itself over time. Like you you don't need to raise and lower the power production that is automated for you. But if your consumption exceeds your production, you have problems. Things run slower. And that can actually get into like this cascading failure because the things that are running slower are the things that are producing the material for you to produce power. So once that slows down, your production, your power production slows down even more, which slows down the production of the material, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, you don't have enough coal and your power shuts down completely. So to assist with that, you can build this thing called an accumulator, which is, I think, what Elon Musk used as his idea for this thing in in Australia. I think he just stole it from Factorio. Because that absolutely has happened in game of like, oh shit, I just disconnected my power plant from the rest of the thing. Thank God I had accumulators running so that they would immediately turn on and start producing power. I feel like there should be a mod for Factorio that literally just like, you know, you can rename the thing. So yeah, no, you could actually rename the accumulator like, you know, Tesla's big battery. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, no, this was... uh, the the big battery was actually there's a there's another plant that was actually contracted to you know go online if the uh, the coal plant failed mm-hmm. and this actually beat it because the uh, yeah the battery responded four seconds ahead of the generator. <laughs> yep. Well, because I mean, think about what it would take to turn on the battery, right? It's it's flipping a really big switch. Yeah, probably literally like just connecting a really big switch. Yeah, it's just like the uh, the UPS units that you have on your uh, your computer and stuff. Yep. Do you have one of those? Yeah, it's literally right next to my foot. How long does it last? Um, I think this one I got it currently lasting about 18 minutes. OK, so it's not for like power outages. No, it's just for like power fluctuations, power fluctuations. And if we do have a power outage, that will give me time to shut everything down uh, safely. Rather than, you know... Just cutting it out right then yeah. and there. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a problem with that down in our cold water building. The Because uh, we have UPS units on there because all the buildings have a generator backup, but nobody's really tried the new UPS units with the generator. And uh, I guess the generator is not giving good 
we're not sure if it's good voltage or good frequency or something, but the the generator and the UPS units are fighting each other. Mm. So I literally had to unplug all the computers and then plug them into the wall sockets, which I'm like, well, then what's the point of having a battery backup? I literally have to unplug the thing and plug it back in. That uh, that doesn't work. So no, no, that that doesn't sound good. I have a, a. I'm gonna have to do an audit of all the stuff there over the next year to figure out. Okay, what can we do to fix all this? Because Ooh. yep, it's gonna be a fun time. So let's see what else. I think that's all the Tesla news. That was a lot of Tesla news. Mm-hmm. Um, Nvidia okay has put another nail in the coffin of 32-bit machines. Good. Which is to say 32-bit personal machines. has nothing to do with, like, enterprise machines, you know, what companies are using. So if you go to a a corporation that still has, like, 5-year-old, 10-year-old computers, they're still going to keep using them until they stop working. Mm Mm-hmm. But for personal devices... Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I wasn't going to say anything specific. Yeah, no. I was intentionally that. not saying anything specific. There is, no joke, one Windows 2000 computer still up and oh, running on... Andy. ...two of our networks. Andy, no. It's, it's, I, it's I, You're telling me, yes, that. I know, but this is, this, is, this is the problem we have is... It's so much worse than that. The, yeah, oh, I know, but the field... Of broadcast engineering, yeah. it's always kind of butting heads between the RF engineers and the IT people. And these two computers are running software that controls the transmitters. So technically, you know, it's the, you know, this is not our problem, this is your problem. No, this is, you know, it's the fight there because, you know, the transmitters are RF, but the computer is IT. But, you know, the software on them, it's like, okay, who's in charge of what? Yep. So it's like, I told the engineer people, hey, you know, we need to upgrade these computers. And they're like, okay, we'll get to it. And then never heard back. So it's like... I mean, someone eventually has to actually put in the purchase request yes and that's where the thing lies is is it an it purchase is it an engineering purchase go in habsies you'd think that'd be easy <laughs> oh no i know it's not yeah it'd be so really yes funny. there there are still two two computers there there are some other ones on there that are you know they're still running Windows 7, but they were like the, when Windows 7 first came out. Uh Uh-huh. So those ones are, you know, getting long in the tooth as well. Crazy that a Windows 7 PC is getting long in the tooth. Well, that was what, 2010? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Initial release, July 22nd, 2009. Service Pack 1 was released six years ago? Jeez. But anyway, Nvidia is canning their 32-bit drivers. So they will they will no longer be creating drivers for 32-bit processors. Which for most of us, sure, whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't care. My computer is more advanced than that. I haven't had a 32-bit PC in like 7 years. Yeah, but 32-bit Windows can run both 16-bit Windows and 16 and 32-bit DOS applications. Okay. 64-bit Windows can't. So once again, legacy software and hardware in the business world. Yeah, but that's the business world. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> They're not called BCs, they're called PCs. Which is the basis of everything hardware-wise in business. But but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're supposed to be personal computers. Yeah, no, that's that's been a while. If you, if you have a business machine, that should be a different computer. It should be a, a business machine. You would think so. 
I would. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of businesses and such, yeah, uh, Walmart wants to create a store without any cashiers. Okay, that's great, and I can see it working, except for one thing. Which is? What happens when the scanner doesn't scan? <laughs> or, here, like, what happens when the scanner scans twice? They're still going to need people there manning the machines. They might not be cashiers. But, like, even on those automated checkouts, someone is responsible for that. Yep. Other, like, how do you do loss prevention? I don't know. This is the same thing that Amazon was trying with the Amazon Go store, right? Maybe. That was the one where, you know, you could just walk into the store, put everything in the basket, and then have it automatically, you know, get charged to your account, and then you just... No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with what, with what you're talking about. Oh, come on. We talked about this on the show. We talked about a lot of things. On the, Andy, we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> this, <coughs> this is probably... Uh, the article linked here is December 5th, 2016. Go for it. Go. Try and find that. Good luck. Yeah. I, uh... uh December no, 20, don't 20. actually try. Well, you just told me to try. I was lucky. Oh, my God. Or if you are trying, don't make any noise so that it cuts out that large section of silence. Ah. Uh, oh, here we go. Amazon Go, episode 490. Boom! So my first question is, was that an episode I was actually part of? Dave and Andy become grumpy old men when the snow hits the ground. Okay, then yes. Because we also reviewed Doom 2016. Oh, that was a good game. Uh, okay, so this is the Amazon Go convenience store. Uh, okay. And they wanted to have just like an automatic, you walk out and it knows what you have. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? I, I don't know. I haven't paid attention beyond that. Yeah. Man, I, I love how I Google Amazon Go and the top news stories are all about Walmart. <laughs> and what they're doing right now. Yes. Yeah. God damn Google. It's really smart. Scary smart. Uh, so that's Project Kepler. Yep. Cool. What do you got about Facebook? Uh, it seems that companies are uh, most likely going to get sued because they are using Facebook targeting ads for job postings. Uh-huh. But they're only um, set to run on Facebook feeds of users 25 to 36 years old. Mm. So they're placing recruitment ads that are limited to particular age groups. Now, you you can't discriminate based on age. No. Is this discrimination? I mean, yes. Let, let's be clear. Like, there's clearly an intent to target a specific group, but I that, that feels like a gray area legally. Yeah, several experts question whether the practice is in keeping with the Federal Age Discrimination and Employment Act of 1967, but Facebook says, no, it's okay. Used responsibly, age-based targeting for employment purposes is an accepted industry practice, and for good reason. It helps employers recruit and people of all ages to find work. If I was a... So so here's my, my counter to the, like, oh, it's discrimination. If I was a company who only went to college job fairs for my hiring, is that discrimination? Why do I feel like I'm going to get an email or a text message from Hans about this in, like, three weeks when I no longer remember talking about it. But that's the comparison, right? Like if I only sent recruiters to college job fairs, if I never posted anything in like the newspaper about I'm hiring, is that discrimination? I, I don't know. 
Or is it because there's literally a what? I think that might be the difference. That's the key. There is a what age range are you looking for? Yeah. Right. If you go to a college job fair, you're looking in theory for people in college. But I mean, there's nothing preventing a 50 year old from attending that college and going to that job fair. It's just a lot less likely. Well, okay. so one of the ads that they are posting in this article is one from Verizon who says, you know, underneath the ad, this is Facebook's wording, says that one of the reasons you're seeing this ad is that Verizon Careers wants to reach people interested in finance based on activities such as liking pages or clicking on ads. There may be other reasons you're seeing this ad, including that Verizon Careers wants to reach people ages 25 to 36 who live or were, really, or were recently near Washington, D.C. This is information based on your Facebook profile and where you've connected to the Internet. Right. But again, it's not saying that they wouldn't hire someone out of that range. It's just they had to pick a, ton, a age range for the ad. Yeah. And you want your bang for the buck. Those that that age range is much more likely to be seeking a job than people 36 plus. Yes. But if you don't even know about the job opening. Right. But again, no, yeah, no, I I, I get it. I'm aware. But again, if I if I were Verizon and I only sent recruiters to college campuses, is that the same? Is that a different style of discrimination? Is that still discrimination? Because that's totally legit. I could, as a company, only send people to career fairs. Now, if someone who was 50 years old was at the career fair, I couldn't say, "Uh uh-uh, you can't interview here. We don't want you. But I don't know if it's blatantly unlawful. They're not they're not telling the 50 year olds that they can't apply. They're just not showing the advertisement. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to see it, does it make a noise? Is the job posted on Verizon's job website? Uh, I'm guessing yes, because, yeah, the uh, if I can go to Verizon dot com slash about slash careers and see that position. Is that discrimination? Yeah, there, some several companies argued that targeting recruiting on Facebook was comparable to advertising opportunities in publications like AARP or Teen Vogue. Right. So I again, like I'm, I'm not sure this is actually illegal. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, believe me. Let me tell you the uh, the amount of EEO requirements that we have to do in the media industry is crazy. The amount of what? EEO, Equal Employment Opportunities. Ah. The rules that we have to do for hiring and posting of jobs and everything else is ridiculous that I don't know why, you know, other companies don't actually have to uh, deal with the same thing. But yeah, no, this is, that's harsh. All right, is there anything else on this list that you want to make sure we hit? Oh my God, are we there already? Pretty much. Do you want to talk about Uh, that? Net neutrality or net neutrality? I mean, there's some big topics still still to go. Yeah, there was the FCC vote on net neutrality. There's the upcoming FCC vote on uh, adding mobile internet as a definition of broadband. Which, yes, theoretically, that's true. Oh, that, hardly, you know, hardly. That's why I Accessing, said theoretically, that's true. Yeah, I not even in theory. That's bullshit, and everyone knows it, especially Ajit Pai. Oh, her, her, accessing the internet on your phone is just like mobile broadband. Yeah, it's not. I'm sitting here. The speeds are not bad right now on T-Mobile in my current location. Yeah, in your current location. Yeah, since, you know, I'm in town. Go head out to, like, Cadillac oh, or Lake I, well, City. Well, technically, I'm on T-Mobile, so I would actually would get coverage up in Cadillac. In Cadillac, yeah. 
just outside of Cadillac? Well, depends on if T-Bubbles run out their uh, Band 12 stuff up there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm getting... 8 megabits down and 4 megabits up according to Google's speed but, test. But you're in a city. I know. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, no, and especially, you know, there's a data cap attached to my mobile uh, internet usage. Right, which, you know, now I guess would be fine anyway because there's no such thing as net neutrality anymore. Well... There might be. Congress is actually doing something. Uh, last I saw was 23 senators. Uh, 28 now. 28 senators are supporting it. That is, I believe, still less than a, a 50%. Yes. So, you know, that's great and all, but it has a long way to go. And then it also has to pass the House. Yep. But this is also, you know, Republicans leaning towards this, which was surprising. If all 28 are Republicans, sure, this has a shot. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. Also, did you see that Ben Pelletier is in support of the revocation of this? That was surprising to me. No, that's not. I've, have you read some of his Facebook posts? I, I have not until very recently. That's not a surprise at all to me. Okay. Civ 6 is out on the iPad? Like, the full actual thing? The entire game? Not just, like, some dumbed-down Not like game. Revolution? Right. But, like, actual Civilization 6 is available on the iPad. Uh, it doesn't have any of the DLC. So it's, it isn't full, but it's damn close to full. Dang, iPad Air 2, 2017 iPad, or any iPad Pro. So, yeah, you need you need recent hardware, no surprising. But really, they were able to fit Civ 6 on the iPad. Well, probably because they're probably cutting down on some of the graphics. Uh, only, like, the, the 3D animated uh, leader negotiation screens, the diplomacy screens. I'm trying to think of the last time I played Civ 6. I don't know. Oh, good. Arecibo's back online. Yay! And is tracking a near-Earth asteroid. Yay! <laughs> that might hit the Earth. Boo! Um, Amazon... God, there's so many good topics in here, but we've got to keep moving, right? Like, there's the whole secret war between Amazon and Google about, oh, we'll support YouTube on this, but not on this, but uh, we have competing products here, so we won't... You know, Amazon saying, oh, we aren't going to sell the, the Chromecast anymore because we have the Amazon Fire. And then Google saying, fine, but you can't watch YouTube on the Amazon Fire tablets or like bullshit like that. Uh, that seems to be getting resolved finally. Just a back and forth of, oh, we won't support your product on here. Ha ha ha. This is what happens when you're the manufacturer and distributor. Hey, it's like Fox all over again. <laughs> yeah. Home Depot is trying to buy a logistics company just so Amazon doesn't. Really? Yeah, $9 billion is... Uh, just like they're hate drafting a logistics company? Well, they both use this logistics company. Oh, and Home Depot doesn't want to have to pay Amazon. Yeah. That's funny. Or they don't want Amazon to shut them out, I Probably. think is the more likely. God damn. All right. Random review. Wow, we're not even going to touch the iPhones. I, can we wait for next week? Uh, well, next week's our year in review, so we could technically kick yeah, it in there. Yeah, it, it happened in this year. Yep. Okay, random review. Uh, I would like to review an app called Robinhood. Okay. <laughs> so, Robinhood. Oh, is this a stock trading app? It is a stock trading app. Okay. Uh, it, is, it is for making purchases on the market. 
And they did just add the ability to do options. Oh, geez. Options is... You know, so when you... That's short selling, right? It's buying a stock when it's low. Sorry, selling a stock when it's... Selling it when it's high so that you can buy it back when it's low. Yeah. Options are... Which people don't actually, you know... Most of the time, people just buy and sell the options on their own. They don't actually take the options to fruition. Wait. So I'm I'm sorry. I might be saying the wrong thing because when I'm talking about options... Am I talking about options? I might be talking about buying on the margin. Well, no, options is saying, hey, you know, I'm going to buy the ability to purchase a stock at this price in a future time. Okay. So if you take the option to fruition, then you actually have to pay whatever fruition. you're planning on, you know, buying or selling. But, you know, right. you're then buying and selling the option to, you know, to but buy at it. Yeah. But that's that's like what companies give you, right? As a like bonus of like, hey, you can buy it. You can, we give you this the stock option. I'm talking about margin trading where you you literally sell something you don't have. Yeah, no, that's options. Okay. You're you're selling the ability to buy at a specific price in a later time. Okay. In any case, they recently added that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling we're both going to get a thing from Hans now. Probably. <laughs> Uh, so it, it is a fairly like a bat signal for him. Economics. Yeah, it's like stock market. Stock market. Dave and Andy not understanding something about the stock market. Let's talk about that. <laughs> it's like a Spider-Man. You know, like his, <laughs> his bow tie starts to tingle. Um, so Robin Hood is, is interesting in that there is no transaction fee. What? <laughs> oh, that got Andy's interest. So when you use most stock trading tools like E-Trade or Ameritrade or any of these other uh, sites that allow you or even uh, in-person brokers, there is often a fee for purchasing and selling stock. I know that on E-Trade, it is a $10 fee, which actually limits certain trades like I, I sold all but one share of something. I think it was Activision. Because I like getting their reports and I like yeah. having the option to be on the, the investor call. And so it's worth it to keep that one share. It will never be worth it for me to sell that one share because okay. because it costs $10 to sell the share. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Are you following with why there is a cost? Well, uh- on Robinhood, they, they don't have that. They make their money just based on the the money that you have in your account. Oh, so they have the money in the account and they're going to reinvest kind of like a bank. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they they invest that money. And then if you need the money, then they say like, okay, here's, you know, you have that money. But while it's just sitting in your cash account, they essentially get to do whatever they want. Just like your bank. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's all on a mobile app. There isn't a like website to log into. But I've been using it for a couple years now. It's nice. It's got some very basic tools. It's nothing like super fancy, right? Like the other the other trading applications like E-Trade, they have tons and tons of tools and analyses and market like thousands. of. And this is a very basic. You want to buy stock. You plug in what stock you want, how much you want to buy it for. Uh, you can buy um, market price, limit, stop loss, and stop limit. So you've got all those options. Yeah. Um, it's there. There's you know some very basic like okay, you're looking at the stock. Here's the news about it. Here's the company. Here's the the articles that you have relevant to that, and just links to those. But again, nothing like the in depth analyses you get on a lot of other places. 
Um, but they they handle it for you, and it's really kind of nice, and it's free. So if you do, I wouldn't. There's there's some limits if you do day trading, like well, yeah, because but there is on everything, yeah, because day trading is supposed to be discouraged because it's a bad idea. But just as a, a nice general way of having your information, it's actually really good. So I've been pretty pleased with it. Um, the random review link, because, again, it's an app, right? It is not a, uh, a, a thing, not a website. Uh, so the link I did as a full disclosure is my referral link. So if you use that, uh, I currently have three referrals. If you use that and sign up, you and I both get a free stock. Free stock which, in what? Uh, something. <laughs> Okay. It's it's actually like random what you get. So Laura signed up and I got a a stock in Chesapeake Energy. <laughs> okay. I I now have one share of Chesapeake Energy. I mean it's like four bucks, but still it's four bucks that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And if it's a stock that pays dividends, that is money that you get again and again and again. Uh, they do claim that it's possible to get like shares of of Apple or Sprint or Ford or Tesla or Tesla. Are you looking at it right now? No, I'm just oh. guessing of really high valued stocks right now. Oh, no, it didn't say Tesla, but oh, it I mean, it's just you get a stock. Okay. The shares of free stock are chosen randomly from our inventory of settled shares. Because the shares are chosen randomly, you and your friend may not receive the same stock. The value of the share may be anywhere between two fifty and two hundred dollars. Okay, so probably not Tesla. <laughs> no, not Tesla. So that's that's there. So if you want to do that, you're welcome to do it. If you don't and want to do it, just in case you're wondering, they are uh, planning a website for next year. Oh, cool. So if you want to do it uh, without using the referral, of course you're welcome to. Full disclosure, if you click that button and sign up for it, I do get money. Uh, but again, like I'm not promoting this because of that. I'm promoting it because I use it and I liked it. So this is just bare bones and doesn't really give me much. Hey, you should probably invest in this stock. It is super bare bones. Gotcha. It doesn't say like this is our analysis of the stock and that it will do this over time. Uh, I'm looking at, for instance, Sprint right now. It says here's the changes for the day, week, month, three month, year and five year. Uh, here's your investment in it. If you are currently invested, including the average cost, that's really nice. That's actually something some other sites don't do or didn't do for a long time. Um, it does give the volatility. It gives the day statistics, the quarterly earnings and where those are of the actual. And then if it has the expected, it'll show the expected versus the actual, um, shows your history with it. If you've previously traded and that's, that's about it. They give you your tax documents every year as they need to. Gotcha. Okay. So don't sign up now. Use the link. Oh, yeah. And, so, uh, options trading is, is being rolled out. Yeah. man. Options really trading up. will also be without charge. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Oh, wow. If you do uh, Robinhood Gold, you get after hours trading. Which do you really need after hours trading? I mean, I don't. Right. So random topic. Yeah. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What are your three favorite smells? Ooh. Three favorite smells. Three favorite smells. Uh, Snickerdoodles is one. Three favorite smells. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just is, thinking. I was going to say, is Kate texting you? No. Okay. I mean, she did earlier, but not about favorite smells. 
That'd be a little, that might be a little weird. Three favorite smells. Okay, so snickerdoodles. So, I, three favorite smells. Yeah, you, you give me smells that aren't very good. They're not my favorite smell. <laughs> There's, I, the thing is, I, I don't know where the smell comes from or like what it is. But there are certain people that I have met in my life that the person smells really good. <laughs> like, like good perfume? I no. See, that's the thing. Is like, it's it's not perfume or deodorant or or like you just like their natural so musk. It is it is their natural scent. <laughs> okay. I do have to say, Kate has this apple perfume that smells really nice. Okay, but is that one of your favorite smells? I don't know if it's on my smells? list of top three, but I still have to yeah. think of other. Uh, smell of sauerkraut and nifflies. You like the smell of rotting vegetables. <laughs> I do sometimes clear. like the smell of vinegar. Wood smoke. Wood smoke from a fireplace mm. is, is, I think, one of my favorites. Um, Fresh chocolate chip cookies is pretty high up there. Yeah, that was with that snickerdoodles, that smell of just the cinnamon and sugar and everything. It's just like, mmm. Yeah. Just a pinch of the vanilla smell in there as well. Root beer is pretty high up there. A lot of my favorite smells are foods. Well, yeah, isn't like smell like half of what your taste is? Yeah. God, I so, so, uh, what other smells? (laughs) Pheromones? Does that count? The idea that you're not supposed to actually smell them, like you aren't supposed to be able to sense them, but they still affect you. Oh, uh, McDonald's french fries. Yeah, that, that's also good. Because that's been, like, crafted to make you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, when I open up that box, that quarter pounder with cheese just has that aroma. Yeah. I was so sad. I ordered one the other day, and I ordered it with no bun. And so on the the thing, when you order a quarter pounder with no bun, they say no sesame bun, because that's what it is, right? It's a sesame bun. And so I opened up the package 10 minutes later after I'd gotten to where I was going, and it didn't have a sesame bun. It had the plain hamburger bun. It had the plain hamburger bun. Oh, and like, I well, gotta check. And I, that's one thing that Kate has taught me is when you're doing drive-thru, yeah, I you usually gotta do. check it while you're there. And, and the last couple times it's been like so good, I'm just like, awesome, they got it. I don't need to worry about it. And then this time, you know, like, every every single time, yep. every single time you gotta check them. Well, the thing is, if, if it's depending on where it is and what quality it is and what quality of, of that restaurant is, like, they probably would have taken it to the back, pulled it off the bun and threw it back into the container. If you have an actual allergy against the bun, you should not be eating at McDonald's. What other smells? I don't know. I've given mine. I can't think of anything else. So, yeah, no, I'm going to sauerkraut nifflies, uh, freshly buttered popcorn. God, there is a lot of food. Yep. It's so weird that you you think of how much of your, your taste is connected with scent. Oh, uh, Zingerman's. Oh, when you just, oh, yeah. You just walk into Zingerman's. I was going to say, yeah, you know, the Rubens. Oh, that's just that smell of sauerkraut. <laughs> Once again, sauerkraut pops up. And... Yep. All right, well, I guess that's the, uh, that, that's a wrap. No, it's a sandwich. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. 
Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.